Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Nigeria. We apologize for bringing this program slightly behind schedule. It was due to some circumstances beyond our control. But we are right here now to give you Inside um, Nigeria Papers review on today's uh, production. My name is Winnie for the Global, and of course, I have with me in the studio uh, a public affairs analyst, Samaila Musa. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, fortunately, we don't have Bode Badebo in our podcast studio today. He's also unavoidably absent. Well, without wasting much time, let's move to the menu for for papers uh, review. And we are starting off with our staple, nation's most influential newspaper leadership. Leadership. On leadership, today it says COVID-19. Ten months after, federal government yet to release 10 billion naira for vaccine production. COVID-19. 10 months after, federal government yet to release for 10 billion naira for vaccine production. Government paying leave service to local vaccine production. Health ministry keeps more. Pharmacies decline impact of forest on civilian intervention fund. We are ready to work with pharmacy sector for local drug production. And that is in the National Assembly. Um, Samela, what's yeah. your thoughts? Okay, uh, well, f- first and foremost, you see, it's uh, one of the Nigeria's culture, and not just this government. Mm. We are actually fond of paying lip service to things that ordinarily should be very, very important, mm. should be number one, should be a priority. We usually, I, I mean, that's perhaps our nature, you know, or the nature of our leaders, you know, and they won't mind spending the same amount. Mm outside Nigeria for the same treatment. Mm. Something that ordinarily it will take us that amount you mentioned, you know, here in Nigeria to start producing it. We can actually import just a batch of it with that same amount, Mm. you know, because you see there is a chain. There's so many things involved. It's either the person who is seeing it as a way of him cashing out mm. if it's not being produced here because he will be the one to supply it mm. you understand or the other man who is feeling look i have a firm in another country who actually does the same thing you know so that's how the chain goes everybody's looking at at what point can he cash out because if you start producing it now it means that area is covered so but they will want to make it something that periodically they will be cashing out on mm-hmm. then apart from that we usually don't take things like this serious mm-hmm. we we usually and then the other part that is actually also mind-boggling is our mentality even for us as nigerians if you produce this thing here in nigeria how many people will have the confidence except the very downtrodden will have the confidence to take a vaccine that is produced in nigeria you understand because quite a lot of people will feel the one that even panadol you understand you have so much once you see adulterated one you know it's made in nigeria <laughs> 51 in way well, yeah, so 
Yeah, you see, the pro the problem is actually is a is a mentality issue. You understand? A, a, a doctor once shared with me that look, he was a, a medical consultant to the Northern Governors Forum, and over time he's tried to sold an idea to them. They were not buying into it. He had to then go back to America, pick two doctors who are white, who are on his payroll in his clinic in Atlanta, brought them in to come make the same presentation, and they were all running after them. And these are guys who he said, look, I employ them. They are on my payroll. They don't even have my qualification even in America. You understand? So it's our mentality. So, so many people, in fact, even the, the people in government would not patronize this lady Nigeria one. You see, so really, it's a whole lot of problems that we're having, you know. So uh, this will remain with us for a, a, a very long time, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's uh, another writer that says, pharmacists decry impact of forests on CBN conservation fund. Actually, the CBN had uh, given the pharmacy uh, 100 billion naira for intervention, but unfortunately, the pharmacists say they cannot assess it due to forest. Uh, well, uh, the, 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 one of the problems that I foresee there is uh, well, a lot of times policies are passed in this country. Mm. They are all on mere paper. It's not feasible anywhere. Yes. It's not something you can lay your hands on. Uh, so many times funds are being released, funds are being approved. One year plus after that statement, uh, the people, who, the beneficiaries can still not access it. You see, the idea of accessing something, I mean, uh, when you say you intervene, mm -hmm. it should be immediate. If the immediate, I mean, if the intervention is immediate, mm -hmm. if the, the, the reason why you're, you know, making this approval is for immediate use, they should be able to immediately access this funds. This one, yes. Whatever uh, bureaucratic bottlenecks around it should be taken care of, so that you know the purpose will not be defeated in the long run. It, of what purpose is it if you, uh, you know, approve this kind of fund, and three years down the line is when this money can be accessed, when the purpose has already been defeated. So it doesn't make any sense, and that's why you see a lot of time this kind of monies will go into private pockets because the reason why it was approved in the first place was not uh, taken to. So really, uh, that's a major problem, you know. So we, we're going to, I mean, we've been having this kind of issues over time and I'm sure, uh, except, uh, you know, the government or the people who are responsible to take proactive measures on this uh, are doing something, you know, that actually will show or that shows seriousness to say, okay, once this money are approved, because you ought to have looked into all the loopholes mm -hmm. before even the approval. I, and I, I'm sure while studying the documents, while studying the, how much is supposed to be released and all of that, you, all these things need to be looked into holistically before the approval is being given. So that once that is being given, you know, people are moving to work, you know. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Uh, without wasting much time, we move over to CISA publication, National Economy. And on National Economy today, it says, China is trying utilization of diaspora remittances for lessons for Nigeria. China is trying utilization of diaspora remittances for lessons for Nigeria. That's today on National Economy for Leadership's sister publication. Yeah, well, I think it's a big lesson. Uh, for, for us here in Nigeria or in Africa, even at large, you wonder, because when they announce in billions of dollars, 
that diaspora remittances is mm. up to this tune. You're wondering who and who are actually taking care of this money. Where and where is this money going to? Uh, there was a time uh, Nigerians in diaspora held a meeting here in Transcorp Hill thing. Uh, it wasn't really. It was more of like a like a convention kind of sort of, you know. And when I started hearing about some of you know their activities it was something strange to me because we don't even get to hear about these things except you attend meetings like that it is as if they don't even have any impact really you know and yet these remittances are in billions of dollars you know so i i hope that our own people here will be able to take a cue from china and israel on how they are actually utilizing their diaspora remittances to better the lots of uh, their country or the lots of their citizenry you know uh, that would go a very long way and nigerians uh, i mean nigeria is blessed with so many talented people outside the shores of this country the the, the number of nigerians in diaspora can actually form another country on, on, on its own you know, sometimes you hear of the number of Nigerians in one particular, just a state in America, mm -hmm. and you feel, wow, are you serious? Especially when you talk about uh, our, uh, our our professionals who, uh, you know, uh, the issue, the idea of uh, the, this brain drain has actually taken them out of uh, the, this country. You know, you it's actually mind-boggling. We have, in their large numbers, is it the medical doctors you want to talk about all the ict professionals they are all over the world you know as a matter of fact some uh, studies shows that uh, the most intelligent uh, africans are actually nigerians mm -hmm. you know the people who are more educated than any other tribe in america in that report says that uh, out of every 10 black person from africa you know minimum of about seven eight of them are nigerians so that's to tell you so nigeria we have quite a lot to learn from this uh uh you know utilization of this diaspora remittances if we are serious all right thank you so much next on our menu is the sun newspaper on sun newspaper today it says police arrest release plateau speaker 11 others police arrest release plateau speaker and 11 others Intervene, save democracy, save democracy, and battle legislators. Beg President Muhammad Buhari for residents protest. That is on Sunday's, uh, today's Sunday's So, what is your thought on that? Well, I think there's so much abuse of power in this country, you know, because look, uh, everybody wants to build power at every level. Even a, 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 a counselor will also wants to flex his own uh, muscles in terms of power, you know. So we just at every level of the, our, uh, you know, governance structure, we find people who are abusing power. Well, first and foremost, well, I have not really gotten much details about why uh, they have to be impeached. But of course, uh, you know, the constitution allows for impeachment of the speaker by the legislators, you know. But when people try to either protest or something and you try to gag them and begin to hunt them all around the place with police, with, you know, uniformed people. Well, in this same plateau, sometimes back uh, during Obasajor, we saw where 
how many legislators actually uh you know trying to impeach a governor you understand you know it's you flagrant abuse of power you know without any respect for the constitution so if, if you are a sitting governor there yeah well i, I really have not studied uh, you know this case in particular to know what actually warrants for their arrest because i don't think they have done anything criminal maybe you know they are also protesting that the there are illegalities you know carried out during their impeachment and stuff like that but uh, majorly what i foresee because i will have seen that happen over and over time and time again there was a particular time a deputy governor was about to be arrested i mean uh, impeached in one of the southern eastern states and the man tendered his resignation letter mm -hmm. which ordinarily should have been accepted because i mean you just want to get him out of the way but they refused to even receive it you understand mm -hmm. so they locked all the offices where he was supposed to submit that uh, that resignation letter because they just want him to be embarrassed. embarrassed in the long run and rubbish his political career well i think oh, we need to grow up in that regard and know that we need to have uh, some respect for our constitution thank you so much we don't yeah. have much time now we you know have a focal discussion coming up 12 uh, 10 30. so we just have a look at the last paper on our menu and it is new telegram on new telegram today says apc national convention post december apc national convention post december party to release zoning details next week okay yeah this is very interesting i mean you see why of virtually every Nigerian needs to be interested in what happens in APC. It's not because everybody is a member of APC, but because you see, it's a ruling party. Yeah, what they do or do not do has a way of affecting all of us as Nigerians. Whether you are here in Nigeria or you're in diaspora, you know, whatever happens at the ruling party has a way of affecting us. So, and that's why we're also very interested in what they do. And I'm also hoping that they get it right. Uh, the PDB have, you know, they, they did their own, came out with a consensus national chairman, held one of the most peaceful, uh, uh, you know, convention that nobody thought could actually happen at this time due to some crisis they were facing. I hope and I'm praying that APC will also be able to trail, you know, to actually follow this trail because, uh, what we foresee in APC, the, the party is actually sitting on a time bomb. You see, it, because it, it was a marriage of convenience, I mean, you show there's so many people who will never have sat together under any circumstance to hold meetings together. Uh, the Buhari factor brought them together, you know, and funny enough, the Buhari's tenure is actually coming to an end gradually. So and this actually this convention will determine who and who will stay back in the party you understand because so many people who will feel so changed who have their own ambitions who feel oh no you can't do this to me you know we all build this party together you know uh, actually going to leave the party so but one of the things that I've, I, I, I'm having a key interest in is this their zoning details that will be released next week you know uh, we can't wait to to see that that list of where they are going to zone it to whether they're going to tow you know the line the pdp pdp has told and say okay we are going to zone it to this particular region but in the long run uh anybody is free to contest so <laughs> that is actually 
going to perhaps be one of the safest formula for them. But ordinarily, I know the APC should zone it to the south because having their party, you know, have the have this uh, power for by the end of this tenure it will be eight for years. eight years, you know, in the north. So ordinarily, the party should say, "Oh, our own unwritten constitution says it should go to the south." But I know there are quite a lot of people in the APC who are interested in contesting for president, you know. And well, maybe they have more people in the south who are, will perhaps pull some kind of clouds to contest for a presidential election at this time. But other than that, I really do not see any miracle, but we wait to see what they will come up with. Thank you so much, Samana. Yeah. This is where we draw the curtain on today's uh, newspaper review segment of Inside Nigeria, reaching you from Leadership Water Studio the Federal Capital Territory of Abuja. And with me to have uh, reviewed the paper all along has been Samana Musa, a public affairs analyst. Samana, thank you so much for thank having you. our time to be with us. Whenever we call upon you, thank you so much. So we'll go on a short break. When we come back, we'll be having a focused discussion with Steve. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Welcome back. It's still inside Nigeria. Good morning. My name is Bobby Badiman joining you for the first time at the second segment of the show. Uh, but they're welcome. <laughs> it's like magic. <laughs> welcome back. Thank you so much. That was a wonderful newspaper segment. Now we're going to discuss the Plateau Assembly leadership crisis. In the last one week, there have been crises. We're working the Plateau State House of Assembly with a particular section of the House claiming to have impeached the Speaker Ayuba Nu Abok. Why Abok is also fighting back to retain is since there are insinuations that the governor of Plato State is behind the crisis that instigated the other faction against Nuru Abba, the embattled uh, speaker. Yesterday, again, drama unfolded, or there was confusion rather, when the youth clashed at the premises of the assembly, leading to the arrest of just temporary arrest or maybe protective custody mm. of the new abog fashion of the house when the police came and whisked them away. This morning, we shall be discussing this issue with Steve Aluko, the North Central Zonal Director of Civil Liberties Organization, CIO, based in just Plateau State. Mm. You know, just like uh, our analyst said, Samana. Musa, he said some governors, even uh, not just governors, alone, even as uh, how do you call them, the lowest, the councillors, yes. they do things now with impunity and they feel that they can get away with it. Yes. So that's just what is playing now. Well, the governor has also said he was not involved. Don't forget that the same thing, we, we still have some lawmakers that are still at large in the district as well. Yeah, they're not in Sony, yes. given the stance of uh, Governor Andrew of Basiki. So, that means they've been collecting salary for no, they haven't. I think they are even going to court. That's the serious. Of their they are not That's serious. Well, I think uh, the problem is not in our law. The problem is with the school office orders because the law clearly specifies the roles of the executive and the judiciary. These are independent arm of government mm. who are expected to only collaborate with one mm. another. Mm. But in the case of Nigeria, you see. 
oftentimes than not, the executive arm of government, whether at the federal, state, or the local level, trying to win over bearing powers. And you know, the times. president, President Muhammad Buhari, he wanted to do uh, executive order, sort of emolument, be free to take assembly, exactly, direct, direct the governors actually against it, they want them to be at their back and call at times. Well, uh, we are expecting Steve Aluko, the zonal director, not central of civil liberties organizations, CLA, to join us to dissect this uh, issue and see if we can find solution to the crisis working the Plateau State House of Assembly. And we also try to see if the police, who are also party to this crisis, mm -hmm. can speak with us. But we are able to get the spokesperson of the Plateau State Command of the Police and the Commissioner of Police. Yes, while we wait for our guest. Yes, I, I think we need to go on a short break. Mm. By then, we expect Sivaluko, Zonal Director, North Central of the Civil Liberties Organization, to join us to dissect the crisis working in the Plateau State House of Assembly. We'll be back shortly. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Oh, welcome back. We are still having some challenges connecting with Steve Aluko, the North Central Zonal Director of Civil Liberties Organization, CLO, based in just Plateau State. But we hope that in a matter of uh, seconds or minutes, he will actually join us before we wrap up this program to share his thoughts on the crisis rocking the Plateau State House of Assembly. Earlier, Winifred, you brought an example of the Edo State House of yeah. Assembly, yeah. when Oshomole was sworn in, Andrew Obasiki was sworn in, some uh, State House of Assembly believed to be loyal to former governor of the state, yes. Adam Oshomole, were prevented from gaining access to the House. They were not sworn in because the other party, loyal to Obasiki, actually went to the House to do inauguration mm. at an early hour. Out of the working hours, and the other people are not aware. We are being joined by Steve Aluko. Steve Aluko is the North Central Director of Civil Liberties Organization based in just Plateau State. Good morning, Mr. Steve. Good morning. Is he hearing us? Well, so uh, the technical people will fix that our connection while we establish connection with Steve. And we go from just in Plateau State. So they went at an only an early hour to inaugurate themselves. They are by leaving behind the other lawmakers believed to be loyal to Adams or Shemoli. And like you just reminded of as we speak, those lawmakers are unable to enjoy their membership of the Edo State House of Assembly. So even though when the governor came on board, they tried to apologize, the governor said, No, this is not me. Yes, it's by and large, it means governors in Nigeria still have undue advantages or influences on the state house of assembly, okay. which is supposed to be an independent arm of government at the state uh, level. Okay. Good morning, Mr. Steve. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Say you can hear us. Okay, we can hear you. Okay, good morning. Wow. Good morning. We can hear you now. Good morning. Good, good morning. Thank you. Eyes just plateau state this morning. Well, return we are fine. Good. 
All right, Mr. Steve, because of want of time, let's go straight to business. You are aware of the development at the Plateau Center of Assembly in the last one week. So, can you tell us your overview assessment of the whole crisis? Oh, it seems we have lost Steve. We have lost Steve Aluko, North Central Zonal Director of Civil Liberties Organization based in just Plateau State. I don't know if our network will actually allow us to hear out uh, Aluko, who is a stakeholder in Plateau on the crisis working in the Plateau State House of Assembly. So, as we speak, those members of the Edo State of our Assembly are able to enjoy their membership of the House. I think and they were elected by people. Means those people who were elected them have been denied yes. their right of fair representation. representation. Yes, yes. And I don't know why we have these answers all right. the time. Okay, welcome back, Mr. Steve. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Good. Now, you are aware of developments. Yes, you are aware of developments at the Plateau State House of Assembly in the last one week. Can you tell us what you understand about the crisis rocking the assembly? Well, first and foremost, the fact that uh, either we like it or not, the independence of the Plateau State House of Assembly is very, very important. And, and uh, what we are seen as crisis of leadership of the independence of the house. And, but let me say this clearly, that the process itself is default. Uh, the process itself cannot be said to be transparent. The process itself cannot be said to be accountable. And the largest say of this is that it's the people of Plateau that will get the brunt because the governor just submitted the budget for 2022 and they ran themselves into this crisis. All said and done, it's, um, it's a fight against rule of law, it's a fight against the tenets of democracy, it's a fight against the interests of the people of the Plateau. And I think the very best anybody can do as people on the platform today is to make sure that we have a united front so that not only is the project going to be considered, a lot of other issues of governance need to be addressed critically so that the people of Plateau can enjoy the dividends of democracy and move on and prepare for the coming election. So whatever happens at the state assembly is condemnable, it's not acceptable. In fact, it put the state in a bad light among civil states, and it also put the country as a whole in the bad side of democracy. And I think this is not the democracy we all fought and anticipated and stand for. So it's not the best to create wrong image for people on the plateau that are peaceful, that are loving. So the earlier this problem is resolved, we also have cause as civil society to call on the governor. Yes, he has come out to say it's not part of it, but we are saying as a leader of APC and as the chairman of the Northern Governors Forum, the only way he can uh, vindicate himself or clear himself is to act the act of statesmanship and make sure that the state assembly comes together. If anybody feels he has any case against the speaker, think the rules of the house is accommodating enough to resolve uh, the crisis rather than uh, plunging the state to another round of crisis. And I think we must say this that uh, most of the violence conflict we've had on the platform, a good number of them has started from the state assembly inability to function as one or to play their oversight function. And I think this we must be guided. We are coming from the history, the rich history of the civil society. Uh, on the plateau, where we even challenge the former president, Olusegun Obasanjo, when he declared 
instead of emergency, and abdicated an elected governor out of office. All right, Mr. Aluko, are you with us? Okay, um, Mr. Aluko, are, are you with us? Well, I think that network has been lost again. Uh, I actually wanted to ask him uh, what uh, is his view about the role of the police in the whole of this saga. Because the police, which is supposed to be for all players, All right, Mr. Aluko. With you. I, I, need you, I need you to, I, I need you to conclude your thoughts. Yes, what I'm saying is that lovers of democracy all over the world and in Nigeria must not keep quiet. Or for anybody to keep quiet now, shows clearly they are on the side of evil. And in this country, we must learn not to call evil or call evil. Evil should be named as evil. And the right thing every civilized Nigeria should be is to call the, all the parties involved to order. Otherwise, before you know, other governors will begin to learn rule from you, and we've seen in a new state before now. All right, Mr. Aluko, thank you for that uh, response. Okay, thank you for that response. Now, let me now ask you about the role of the police in the whole of this saga, because the police, as we can see, provided cover and uh, security for the faction that removed above uh, and then the same police yesterday when the above faction came to hold proceedings at the assembly they also uh took them away which some of the district have reported as arrest even though we learned they have been uh released so how will you describe the role of the police in the whole of this uh, saga at the plateau state out of assembly i think we must not isolate the role of the police from the role that uh, some have also alleged that the DSS have been inviting the speaker to say that they have voted for two days. And I think we must take the whole security architecture to that. That the culture of impunity they are promoting is an unwelcome development. And we must learn from other countries that institution of security is meant to strengthen the, the democratic norms and practices. For them to have uh, done what they have done, I think we must condemn it. It's unacceptable. And it's on this guy that we must call on the Inspector General of Police and the DG of SSS to probe into all the role that is alleged that their men have played. And I think it's an unwelcome development and we must not celebrate it. The police does not have any role to play in this instance. Apart from enforcing law and order, they do not have the right to, to go into the secret allot chambers of the Plateau State House of Assembly to arrest anybody in whatever disguise. You will recall that at a point in this country, the acting president of this country had to sack the DG of the DSS on the basis of wrongful deployment of, uh, of his troops to the National Assembly. And I think nothing short of it is what we are expecting from the security agency. All of them that played negative role in this incident should be sanctioned so that it will serve as different to other police forces or other security forces elsewhere. We have had the president condemn the coup in other countries. If we are not very careful, we are indirectly aiding and abetting illegality in a lawful society. No, uh, Mr. Aloko, thank you so much. I want to ask you, you know, uh, democracy, Nigeria's democracy is replete with a uh, uh, House of Assembly leadership crisis like this. So, in your view, what do you think should be done to stem the tide? 
I think number one is that electoral justice is what we need. Because in most cases, what plunged us to this uh, undemocratic reason is because the process of getting people into the state house of assembly into the executive arm has not been so credible, free and fair. And when the process is not credible, the end result is that you get all representative, representative, representing the people. People that are not accountable, people that are not playing oversight functional, people that cannot even lobby themselves. And when you practice a, 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 an internal democracy that does not allow for decent view, I think it's anti-democratic. So, number one, is that let's have that is credible, free and fair, where people can elect their own representative, either from the party level and at the national election level or state election level. That is the only one. This is why we must call on the president that the recent amendment has begun to uh, the tra transition of results and the rest of it must be guaranteed before the next election. Because I can tell you a great number of people that play as this anti-democratic forces. In the real sense of it, are people that do not have the credentials to be elected to represent people at any level. Are people that have also frustrated our democratic uh, development in this country. And people that still live out of a uh, democratic development on the part of the people. So it's not limited to what just the electoral justice system must be for the independence of parties to also make sure that they have credible primaries must also be guaranteed. But at the end of the day, no governor or anybody will become godfather or godmother or goddaughter in imposing on elected representatives to represent people. So that at the end of the day, they begin to play the game of selfish individual and self-centered group of interest. And I think this all Nigeria must come down. And that's why it must not be treated as flat issue. It's a national issue that we must all resolve at national level. And the office of the president can acquit himself by making sure that he has sent to that amendment. So that the electoral process towards 2003, we are sure of the rule, we are sure of the tenets of engagement, so that people can have engagement of the Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Mr. Aluko, for sharing your thoughts with us this morning on the crisis. And I think your conclusion this morning are very, very invaluable. We talk about electoral justice as a solution to stem the tide of this uh, political crisis. We hope to see more of you, Mr. Aluko, whenever the needs arise on our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Steve Aluko is the Zonal Director, North Central, of Civil Liberties Organization based in just Plateau State. He has been speaking with us from just Plateau State. Uh, that was uh, wonderful. Yes. And I hope those concerns will actually listen and do the right So when there is electoral justice, people will be independent-minded to do what they are elected to do. And nobody will be at the beck and call of anybody. I uh, only it's time to go. And I must confess, the nice had to give back. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Our viewers, thank you for being with us from the hour of 10 to this uh, moment. Make a date with us tomorrow, Wednesday, for the midweek edition of Inside Nigeria. And before then, it's bye from here. Bye bye. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.